Together we are the Who Cares Podcast. Um, can I be Jackson this time? I'm going to ask permission this time. Yeah, sure. I get to be you. Hooray. Hey, who did the vocals for that opening song, by the way? Because that's terrible. That's awful. It's the worst fucking thing I've ever heard. Well, it's not bad. No. Sure. Something. Are anyway. you asking for praise or something? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> What's that thing where you talk about, you know, what, what do they call it? Where you're, you insult yourself just to get people to praise you. There's like a word for it, but I don't remember what it is. Anyway. Gaslighting? What? Gaslighting? No, that's something different at all. All together. Anyway, welcome to the Who Cares podcast. Uh, we're back again. We've been... We've, After we, we, Thanksgiving. We, we keep taking too many long hiatuses with this. We need to be better with that. But uh, we'll give ourselves a, a leeway because it's the end of the year, and we'll just promise to do better in 2019. And then we won't. Just like a fat lady who doesn't uh, keep her gym promises. I always thought that Jenny Craig, the commercials, says, uh, you know, like, 1999 plus the cost of food. <laughs> I always thought that was wrong. That doesn't make any sense, because it's like, well, then what is the 1999 getting me? Plus the cost of food. Yeah, it's like, uh, well, isn't this about the food? Like, what is the... That, I didn't understand that either. I'm like, what... If I'm paying for the food, then what's the other money for? Like, I don't know. But so we're this not is my new song. This is my, this is my Epic Iron Maiden song. And I left the part in that you told me to leave in. Oh, good. I think it's badass, though. No, it's very good. I, I, I like everything that you do. I think you're a magic man. <laughs> you're my biggest fan. I am. And that's, like, not just like that I look, but also physically. Like, I'm larger than most people you know. I go flying soon. Hefty with a dance. <laughs> You know, I was actually thinking, uh, we're not going to do a segment on it, but uh, one of the um, Mark is a Terrible Person segments that I want to try to make into a thing. I was yes. thinking this week that I would want to rant about fat people, even though I myself am a fat person, but I can't stand... Well, that means that you, you can see it, you know. No, I know, but it's like, you know, the, the pot calling the kettle fat. And, uh, but I just, I can't stand people who are, like, so huge, and then they just take up so much space walking down the street, and they're totally oblivious <laughs> to it, and you're just stuck behind them, and it's like, come on, fatty, move. And it's like, I don't know, I, I pride myself on the fact that, like, I may be a fat man, but, like, at least I keep out of people's way, and I move. That might be frustrating, but I can tell you what's more frustrating. Yeah. Is family... At Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and that might be a hacky fucking morning zoo way of uh, opening your radio It's the segment. morning zoo, and Thanksgiving is crazy for families. Sorry. Boy. You must you must hear, I, I have a struggle to tell of Thanksgiving that is uh, worthy of the pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very puritanical and uh, religious? I mean, you would, no. Or just, everybody uh, was wearing buckles on their hats. 
It has to do with dogs, I can tell you that. We need the dogs with the dogs doing jingle bells. I, I do have a lot of dogs singing in my repertoire of making songs. I think you have just a lot of dogs singing in your head. Like, just every time you close your eyes, it's just... So, uh, Thanksgiving. So, right, Thanksgiving. Now, my family, I, I pride myself on having one of those white trash families that doesn't fight. <laughs> I, I proud, pride myself on having a white trash family. Not, I mean, yeah, we're, we're pretty white trash at the, break, at, the, at the root of us, but we don't... We don't have those stupid quarrels that most families have. Like, you know, we're pretty like, we get together at Easter and at Christmas and at Thanksgiving and uh, that's that. Well, I and... thought like white, white <laughs> trash family holiday fights were like the two guys who were trying to have sex with the same cousin. Well, then, no, that we don't have that. Yeah, <laughs> see, see, we don't have that kind of white trash going on. <laughs> we, we just have the fucking, uh, maybe we're not even white trash. Maybe we're just American. I don't know. Who knows? But... <laughs> Merca. We we get together at family, you know, at Thanksgiving, at Easter, and at at Christmas, and that's it. And we're happy with that, and and that's pretty much it. You know, we we act like we we haven't, you know, we act like we've seen each other every day for the last six weeks. Yeah. Yet we haven't, but yeah. we, we, you know, it's like that. So, but so this time, um, <clears throat> my cousin Becca is having it at her house for the first time, at, yeah. having Thanksgiving at her house. And she says, there's no dogs allowed. <laughs> no dogs allowed. So, um, and that didn't make my dad happy. Because <laughs> as you know, my dad is very uh, attached to the hip the and a corgi, corgi He's at the all corgi times. whisperer. Yes. I honestly think like like your dad is, is powered by corgi. Like it's, it's, a, it's, it's actually a little battery that follows so, him around. It keeps him going. You know, he, he must ha- almost must have him with him at all times. Yeah. Like if, I've never seen your dad without a corgi. If him and my mom have to store. go out for dinner for like my brother's birthday or some shit, <laughs> they leave the dog with me. Yeah. Like they don't, they do, they don't leave it alone at the house. And so, but he like carries a picture of it with him to the restaurant and like puts it <laughs> in, in front of his place. So, uh, you know, Thanksgiving morning comes up and he decides he doesn't want to go to Thanksgiving because the dog's not allowed. He takes it personal that they won't let the dog there. <laughs> In reality, my cousin has an old cat. It's like 16 yeah. or 17 years old. She doesn't want the cat getting stressed out, so she doesn't want any dogs at Thanksgiving because everybody in the family has a dog. Yeah. If my dad can bring his dog and Nick can bring his dog and then my aunt can bring her dog and then Jean can bring her dog and fucking, it's a fucking dog fest. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad tells dogs giving. Tells me and my mom to tell everybody at Thanksgiving that my dad's back's hurting. He doesn't feel like being around people, you know, thanks, love you, blah, blah, blah. My my brother, who doesn't see him much, is a little offended, which yeah. is stupid because he doesn't see him much. He lives in fucking Roxbury. You can see him whenever the fuck he yeah, wants. Yeah, he could drive over and yeah. visit anytime so he wants So fuck him. He, I don't give a fuck that he's offended. <laughs> so, but my cousin Pearl, who lives in New York, and yeah. she only comes up here every once in a while, is, a, you know, like, oh, that sucks. I wish I could have seen Dave. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Saturday. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. My cousin Becca, aforementioned, her apartment is where it was Thanksgiving was, is having an engagement party. And um fucking fancy restaurant in uh Newton Center. Mm-hmm. This fucking fancy Italian restaurant. And um me and my mother go and my mother comes with me because we're sick of waiting for my dad. <laughs> so uh, we go and we you know, we're in the restaurant and my dad comes and he gets there late and, you know, walks in, blah blah blah. 
and we're sitting in the corner, me and my dad, uh, my whole family, my brother, my mom, and then my godfather and some other people. And then my dad disappears for a little while. <laughs> and he comes back in with the fucking dog. <laughs> Into the room. What was the restaurant? Tatulo or Tavulo or something. It's some fucking fancy ass Italian well, I mean, it's, restaurant. Yeah, it's it's a it's a name with a T and a an Ulo at the end, and you can't pronounce it. It's definitely not dog friendly. Not dog friendly. So my dad comes walk, and everybody's fucking horrified. <laughs> so my cousin Pearl, who's Becker's sister, who threw the party, comes over to my dad and tries to get him to, to, to take the dog out, and he won't do it. And then my cousin Becca, whose party it is, comes over and starts yelling at him and fucking says to take the dog out. And eventually they get him to take the dog out. And then I go outside and try to talk to him about it. And I go, can you not see that this is some fucking crazy mental shit that's wrong with you? That this is revenge for Thanksgiving? <laughs> and he called me crazy and walked away and left. And he left the party. So my dad got kicked out of the party because of the dog. <laughs> I mean, it's an engagement party. I think, like, I wouldn't want to spend too much time at somebody's engagement party. I wouldn't either. So... I can understand. Maybe you bring the dog and pretend that you need to have the dog in there with you uh, to get kicked out of the engagement party specifically. Maybe that was his game plan at the whole time. Perhaps, but it was still, oh my God. <laughs> what a fucking scene. Yeah. He should get, um, I, I know it's a shitty thing to do, but he should get him uh, uh, get him registered as one of those like uh, uh, emotional support dogs or whatever. He says that he did, but he really did. I'm sorry. Can you say that in English? Sorry, he says that he did, but he really didn't. Like, well, yeah, because you need you'd have to have the paperwork. Like you have to have like. What a thought like about the dog? Of... Like I, I, I overheard him saying like, "Oh, you know, I, I slammed the door in his face and I had to leave, and I couldn't leave his little face." Like he doesn't have fucking human emotions. It's a fucking <laughs> dog, man. I mean, it is true. They, they, you know, they, they tend to what be more forgiving. What we need is a vest for my dad that says "emotional support human." <laughs> Make him. <laughs> Shave the dog and make an emotional support vest for out of the dog's hair. Yes, my my dad needs an emotion. He needs an, a vest that says "I need this dog with me at all times." Yeah, no, it's that's what the emotional support thing is. If he gets them registered, then he can carry like a little card or whatever that proves it. Move this man! <laughs> that's what everybody at the party was saying to my dad. <laughs> I but at the same time, that dog looks like a giant hamster. So I that's very funny to me. It's like a fancy rest. I picture in my a fancy Italian restaurant in this little thing, tiny, this giant hamster waddles in. He's like a mixture of like a hamster and Mufasa from The Lion King. But I honestly feel like it's just your dad's way of not having to deal with the family. It kind of I think yeah, it probably is, yeah. I've never been to an engagement party and I never even like that wasn't even something Emery and I talked about when we got engaged because it, I I really you know, don't some uh, countless people have said that since I uh, I've mentioned it that like engagement party what the yeah. fuck's all that I've over? heard of it. <laughs> I've heard of it, but I've never been to one and I've never known anybody that's done one. It seems very like to, high to, class. Yeah, like highfalutin. Like this, yeah, highfalutin. I was going to say, steal a phrase from you. Um, it's very fancy because it's like, let's celebrate literally every fucking little thing that we do. You know, yeah, it like, seems I a mean, little you're, weird. No you're offense to your cousin. Have, no, anything, no but. offense at all. I mean, I love her and I love Adam, her uh, fiance. Yeah. And, you know, they're cool. And, but, uh, yeah, fucking, uh, yeah, there's going to be a wedding shower and a ba maybe a baby shower and then a fucking maybe wedding. Maybe a baby. Maybe a baby. Maybe a baby. <laughs> so I guess it's a good time to get into my desk saga. Yes, you have a lot. You've had a rough fucking week. <laughs> just a lot of complaints. This is like, I guess that we are entering into the holiday season. So this is for us. This is our festivus episode, and beginning with the airing of grievances. Yes, I will air all my grievances. So go ahead and do the uh, the what is um you know the uh, I got a lot of problems with you people. 
Like I got a lot of problems with everybody. And I, per, I perhaps I should insert the part of the radio show that I showed you last night into this part because it I don't know if we necessarily need to. Because no, So uh, what happened? So, so, well, wait, let's put this into context. So this happened before or after the Thanksgiving saga, the dog saga. This is before. This is uh all dogs go to restaurants. A couple like a week before Thanksgiving week. Okay. You know, as we've discussed before on this show, you don't get a whole lot of respect at work. <laughs> and you fight to try to get people to any kind of acknowledgement. And even if as as you had said during the course of this this uh discussion, um it's it's you're just looking for any kind of acknowledgement from the management that like the you mean something and you know it's never gonna be financial, so it's gonna be something else. So in this case you had won a victory. I got a desk. You got like one third of a desk. <laughs> There's a column. <laughs> So, so it's essentially like a long table with partitions on it to separate like desk space. Yes, and the, and so where where Pete McKenzie's desk is, Mike Mike Mayer, the other producer, the fucking asshole, is right next Not to him. Not to be confused with John Mayer. So I my back at my new desk is. <laughs> he's doing air quotes, by the way. <laughs> yeah. This is a, this is an audio format, but he's doing air quotes at my yes. new desk. <laughs> Air quotes. I'm tickling the mic with my fucking <laughs> rabbit ears. <laughs> Is um so if I was sitting at my desk, it would be uh back to back to Pete McKenzie. Ooh, back to back with Pete McKenzie. But there's a that would giant... be a great name for a show, by the way. To pitch that to him, back to back with Pete McKenzie. Sorry. Okay, so there, there's a giant, but there's a giant column to my right. So there's like. Maybe uh, uh, three feet of desk area. Is it, is it a Roman column? Column? It's a column. No, it's not a. Ro- <laughs> it's a square column. And there's a girl who sits to the left, and her name is Nicole. And this isn't like setting up like a romance story. No, and there was she's a, girl. a fucking cunt. She sits to my- <laughs> Speaking of Roman, she's in Italy re- right now on fucking vacation. I see her fucking Facebook pictures. Goddamn cunt. Oh, I hate her. So basically, uh, you managed to that. <laughs> you managed to uh, wrangle this like segment of a desk, and um, this is kind. Of, now you played the clip from the show because you did. You talked about this on the air. Yes. And um, essentially, what happened was you got this desk. You had it for like two weeks, and then all of a sudden, you get an email from the boss saying, uh, "You know, part timers don't get desks. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to have exactly, a desk." Yeah. And then there was more details coming out that this chick, basically, she's the big boss's assistant. She thought you were like a slob, didn't want to share a desk space with you, and basically just waved her big female so, dick around to, to get you kicked out. Yeah, so the day that, uh, the day that a couple of days after I get the desk, I, um, there's these partitions that everybody has between their desks. They're pretty much glorified cubicles yeah. without fucking walls, right? They're yeah. even smaller mm-hmm. cubicles. And they're long tables with partitions, and the partitions have shelves in them. <laughs> I can't feel this is such a stupid thing to bitch about, <laughs> saying it out loud. But so I, um, I ask if I can take one of the shelves from the uh, no longer uh, occupied desks over in the WRKO department. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, that's all as far as I'll go there. But I know that there's no. Uh, longer occupied desks there. There are some available uh, vacancies. And so one of the IT ladies says, yes. So I took it and I put it between my desk and this Nicole's desk. And there's enough space. I mean, I moved her fucking bonsai plant (laughs) maybe an inch, maybe. Now, first off, 
who who actually designated this desk space to you? The IT woman. Okay. Who uh, passes out the laptops and whatnot, and then hooks up you hooks you, your desk area up for a um, non remote setup, so you can hook your laptop in and have a monitor there. You know, which my desk really only had half the setup. <laughs> There was no room for a monitor. It was just a crappy chair. It was, and a it, no, it was a docking station where I could put my laptop, and I had my fucking calendar there. Oh, that's why I'm a slob, because I had my calendar that had tattered edges. Ah, oh, I see. See, I assumed that, like, when you first told me this, I just kind of assumed, like, yeah, I know Jackson. You probably, like, left, like, a Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup there, like, No, once. yeah, I make my coffee at home, mm. biatches. Yeah. That's true, you do. You bring it in one of those little coffee cups. It's very uh, economical of you. I'm still mad. Now I'm mad about this again. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, yeah, you. so they, they took the desk away, and then they brought it up on the show. And, but the, and the thing <clears> is, <throat> and the, de- the, the day that I, I got an email from the IT lady, very, yeah. you know, very, uh, um, um, what's the word there? Um, I don't know, polite? Polite, yeah. But what's the word where you're talking, like, with nations? Um, diplomatic? Yes. Very, a very diplomatic email saying... Uh, Diplodocus? You know, Nicole felt cramped. And so we're going to have to move, you know, and Dylan says that uh, part-timers aren't allowed a workspace. So we're going to have to go back to you not having your workspace. So I replied to her email. Listen to my snarky reply. Don't be snarky to the IT woman. She didn't do anything. No, I'm snarky. We're snarky together. Trust me. Oh, okay. Just making sure because she's the messenger. And as they say, you're not supposed to shoot the messenger. I won't. I, I won't call her out. I won't tell you what she replied, but. She says, according to Dylan, part-timers do not have a workspace, so I guess we will have to go back to you not having your workspace. <laughs> There's an empty desk in the RKO area. If you need to sit somewhere for, for privacy, I would remove all your personal papers and whatnot to that area. Thank you for understanding. Okay, thanks. I can't understand. I can't say I understand, but I surely will comply. <laughs> I guess it does get a little tight on space over there with that double extra huge monitor. And not to mention the bonsai plant. I will just yell. Bonsai. I will just yell to my team from across the room. Thank you, smiley face. As long as she understands that you weren't being a dick to her, then that's she all knows. that matters. She, she, I can't. I, I don't. I'm not. Because I mean, the thing is, too, it's it's like you don't have anything anyway. It's not like you have. Personal I don't have papers. anything. The only personal papers you have are rolling papers. You keep those in your pocket. Yeah, thank you. Boom. That was my joke. It took me a minute to set up. Yeah, that was good. And but um, the and the thing, the and um, I don't have anything. And the only time that her and I have ever coincided with with work hours, yeah, are like one day where we're like we were all uh, preparing for this big ass office party. So yeah. we don't even see each other, and it's. I mean, again, it, it, what this, a fucking you don't, bitch. So you don't need this desk, but it's like a status thing. It's like, yep. Can I have? Something. Can you throw me a fucking bone? That's please? exactly what it is. Because here's the other thing that that we, we we talked about. We were talking about this last night, and uh, the thing that pissed me off on your behalf was when you were talking about this on the show, and fucking Mike, the producer of the show, brings up that he'd been getting messages from these people for like since you got the yeah. Desk. He's a fucking social butterfly apparently, and he talks to everybody in the office. And she was bitching but, to him about my fucking slovenness. But Ugh. like he's the producer of the show, so of course if they're gonna have a problem with you, they're gonna bring it to him. Yeah. To then you know he is then his job is to then bring it up with the rest of the team and like let's resolve this issue instead of letting it drag out. But then his exact response was like, because you were like, well, why didn't you tell me? And his response was, well, I thought it was funnier just to watch it play out like this. But it's like that's your. 
fucking job, you asshole. I mean, Which, it, you know, you know it, for maybe I'm wrong, but that that he's if he's the producer of the show, like obviously these people aren't going to be bringing these problems to Pete and Kevin because they're the fucking stars of the show. They have more important shit to worry about. You bring it to the producer, and the producer's supposed to take care of it. But the producer is a fucking prick who just thinks it's funny to watch you know people shit all over you. In a radio world, in this instance, I can't hate on him too much because it it is funny for the show. But it would have been funnier if he brought it up first. No, see, see, there's there's a thing about there's a difference between comedy for the show and actual like dealing with the idea of working in an organization that has a structure, a hierarchy yeah. for dealing with problems. Like he is put in that position in order to manage but the, the, problems just, to manage so funny, the show. Like, that uh, his whole social concept fucking is beyond me because like I, I feel like I'm okay like with talking to people. I don't like to talk to people. I'm very not social at all. But like he's like fucking lovey dovey with everybody in the office. And yeah. I don't know anybody. I don't know how he does <laughs> it. And he's such a dick. I mean, that's the thing. Some people have. I mean, that's that's that. Uh, that's that issue, that age-old thing about, like, why do women only go out with dicks? And it's because it's, you know, it's a guy who's not afraid to engage people and have, has this air of confidence. Oh, and so, an like, asshole. that's just what it is. He's an asshole, but he's confident and he, he talks to people. And, you know, so it's easy for people to get to know him. And somehow they parlay that into, like, eh, you know, whatever. He's not a bad guy. But honestly, like, I know you always say this thing about, like, well, that's how radio is. But it's... You know, you see, like, like, like what happens at, like, the Howard Stern show. Like, that's, like, the litmus for this kind of, like, crazy radio shit. But you can't say that, like, the Howard Stern show is a professional atmosphere. Everybody who works there understands, like, this is basically, like, a goon show. Yeah, you do what you do <laughs> to get ahead, I guess, is what the really... But, you know, in terms of, like, Mike is the producer of the K&M show. So when there's a problem, they're going to bring the problem to him to try to deal with it and it's his responsibility to bring it up with the show or the team or the parties involved and and try to rectify it like that's part of his job and the idea that he'll just completely ignore that i mean he you know that's that's a shitty thing and honestly i, I feel like he should probably have a talking to maybe well, get a, a spanking maybe get a bit of I a spanking him. yeah we're going to talk about Viking metal now. Yes. I want to talk about Vikings. Well, first off, Amon Amar, an amazing band. I love them. Um, do you know their name comes from the Lord of the Rings? Uh, I, I know a lot of their songs. Too. No, no, no. The, the, the name of the I term Amon Amar yeah. is Elvish for Mount Doom. <laughs> That's how fucking nerdy these guys are. So this was like, when I first started dating my wife, uh, you know, she's a big metal fan, as we all are. And uh, I, I try to tell her, I'm like, you know metalheads are all fucking nerds, right? And she's like, she's like, what do you mean that they're nerds? Like, these guys are awesome. Listen to them. Listen to them. They're so hardcore. And, like, long hair and they're badass looking. But, um, you know, they're nerds. Because they're, they're, a bunch very of, much nerds. they're a bunch of grown men that sing about being Vikings. <laughs> That's really fucking nerdy. And then you factor in, like, oh, they're also, like, singing about... Uh, Wizards and shit. Actually, on that note, as I was telling you last night, the new Ford commercial or whatever, yeah. this truck commercial where they're playing the opening to Black Sabbath's The Wizard and just the harmonica bits, and uh, they have Which the voiceover. I know, but they have the voiceover guy going like, the cowboy has his horse, and the man has his pickup truck. And they're like loading, like construction dudes are like loading stuff into pickups and driving down forest roads. 
and it cuts out just before the lyrics would kick in in the song, and I'm laughing the whole time I'm watching it because, like, you know this song is about magical wizards in the Shire, right? Like, this isn't about truck driver cowboys and men. This is about magical hobbits and wizards going on quests <laughs> together. <laughs> it's the antithesis of everything you're fucking talking about. But anyway, I just I love the disconnect that people have when they don't understand what shit's all about. So... The reason why we bring up Vikings... Yes, why do we bring up Vikings? ...is because I was recently... I was reading about music and stuff like that, and it took me down, you know, one of those... You ever do, like, a like an internet rabbit hole where you oh, just read God, about shit, and the next thing that. you know, you're like, where did I get here? Um, and one of the things I stumbled across... You probably shouldn't play the whole song. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I stumbled across while I was reading about this stuff was... Um, there are people who believe that there is historical evidence that Viking music, like the actual Vikings... Sound had like that that death metal growl that you would hear like that you hear in a band like Amonomarth like that that Amonomarth's Viking death metal is not too far wa- uh, off from what Viking music would have actually sounded like. We're gonna, we're gonna let this play out while I pull this up. It's actually perfect song to example of, of oh, like, what we're talking about with the <laughs> screaming and stuff like that. So, um, but anyway, so we're all familiar with uh, with 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 the uh, growl vocals, um, you know. And actually, I, I heard a term uh, recently that I've never heard of before to refer to that kind of music uh, singing because I've heard you've heard of like clean vocals, like people throw that term around, and otherwise you hear it and say growl or something, but. Um, I heard this thing where they call it unclean vocals, <laughs> which to me sounds so much cooler than saying death growl or whatever. Um, uh, I guess that'd be the easiest way to say it, yes. But does it sound so much cooler? Like death, uh, the unclean uh, vocals. But, um, you know, so, so a lot of bands have used this singing technique. And a lot of people, like, I don't know how to, because I think there's an issue right now in metal where people, like, call it, like, you know, uh, Cookie Monster metal kind of thing, where it's yeah, just they, people yeah, do the over-the-top I think, like, a, nowadays there's a lot of technology that allows you to do it with little strain on your voice. Because the problem is, is, like, obviously if you do it wrong, then you're going to fuck up your vocal cords over time. And, I mean, there's really no way to do it without fucking up your vocal cords. You just have to train yourself to limit the amount of damage you do. But there are... Uh, so th- th- this right here, the the what I looked up online was the earliest... Uh, Suggestion of what Vikings would have sounded like musically. Okay, now you can talk about Vikings in a good way. I love that. Oh, it's so badass. So there was a gentleman years ago. I don't even know the, the 10th century. His name was Ibrahim Ibn Yakub, which I'm probably <laughs> pronouncing. But he was uh, he was of um, presumably Arabic and Spanish descent, which is crazy. But this is cool because he was like a traveling. He was basically a traveling merchant who, it's believed, also engaged in espionage. A spy. Uh, a spy he was a spy traveling. He was merchant. a shop spy. Like it's fucking. That's that's fucking cool. Um, but he had visited Denmark, and he described the music of the Vikings uh, in this quote right here I'm about to read. So he described the Viking music, their vocals, as um, 
Never before have I heard uglier songs than those of the Vikings of Schleswig. <laughs> the growling sound coming from their throats reminds me of dogs howling, only more untamed. And that's pretty epic. That's pretty fucking cool. So, now the question is, is like, you know, obviously it wouldn't sound like this kind of shit that we're hearing right now, but there actually is a, uh, a long uh, history of different cultures engaging in what is called throat singing, which is this kind of gravelly thing that you don't, it's yeah, not vocals so yeah. much as it, um, and it's actually, I have an example here. There's uh, some metal bands that have used that in songs too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, play your example. Well, I have, so I'm going to plug it in. Uh, give me from your, your phone there. This is Mongolian, or as they would say on South Mongolian Park. Mongolian. You're goddamn Mongolian. Stop tearing down my shitty wall. <laughs> South Park. Um, but this is very interesting. And uh, the guy doing this uh, sounds, this is Tuvan throat singing. And the Tuvan, guy. Yes. Yeah. I've and the guy who does, uh, who's in this video right here, I'm about to play with his actual song. He, uh, he looks like a Mongolian version of Jack Black. <laughs> show this to you here. <laughs> I can't even pronounce what the song name is. Oh my god, there's like 15 letters in each title. There's horses behind him. He does really... Looks just like Jack Black. So even though we talked over that. Um, but that's like a really good example, I think, of what kind of shit that you'd be hearing in, in these old... Um, uh, like, you know, if you're thinking about like what Vikings would have done, it would have probably been something a little closer to that. I'm sure. And, uh, and, yeah, and then it would have been scary because they would have seen some shit. Well, exactly. <laughs> um, but here's some ex examples here of different styles of throat singing. Um, like, this is. Hold on. Um, and this is like, this is kind of like, they call it like overtone singing or whatever, but it's, it's that kind of thing. This is the other one. Now, what's interesting about this is this specifically, this style. <laughs> you, but you, you, now, what's interesting is that style specifically, um, voice actor Billy West says he used that as the inspiration on how to do Popeye's voice because he's the voice ah, of Popeye that sounds now. like Popeye. Yeah, he, he lists because he could never, <laughs> Popeye, he says in an interview, because, you know, Popeye goes up and then he goes down and he could never figure out how to go the, the, the gravelly down part of the voice until he saw a documentary on this kind of overtone throat singing. I remember talking about this at one point. You said this on this podcast at Probably one point. did. I tend yes. to repeat myself. No, um, but that sounds like one of those facts. Yes, it is a fact. Here's another, here's another one. No. Do you hear what he's doing there? Like it's, it's, it's a little more high pitched, but it's still, he's going gravelly place. The same place, the same way you'd do it if you were trying to sing in metal is another one. Just two more I'm going to play. <laughs> and then this one. You can hear the strain. So it's very cool. You know, there's all these different, it's just like, it's, it's. We should try to work them into a song. Well, I love it because it's, it's as we discussed, like this, this uh, metal growling thing, like it's always been something that people don't really respect that well. They say it sounds like, you know, it doesn't sound nice but it's like that also fits with the the way the music is and, and the themes that they usually sing about in death metal specifically but um then there's also the issue as we were talking like where it's so overdone now but to like understand that there is like a real technique behind it that goes back centuries is to me very fascinating and particularly cool to realize that like you know the you know you've got bands like man of war i mean not man of war I mean, bands yeah. like amon of marth 
may not be that far off in their um, portrayal of, of Vikings in, in music. So I would like to see what would happen if, and this is what is probably imagined in a lot of modern my songs, if you gave guitars and basses and drums to those fucking Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they, they obviously had drums, so they would have come had... up with these sinister shit. Yeah, no, because like they, they definitely had drums that they would do, like those those big war drums. Like they had shit like that where it'd be like boom, 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 the kind of shit you could hear across like over miles because they'd use it to like get people yeah, like to know the drums shit. of war. You know, it's like let people know like shit's about to go down. Um, and I don't know much about their other instruments, but uh, you know. Anyway, hopefully that was interesting to some extent. Well, uh, so that that's a good segue to the ending song into the end of the yes. podcast. Yes, Jackson, you did. I wrote a song in the style of a monomarth <laughs> ish. I named it um, um, "On Steed We Ride." That is slash for... Vikings. On Steed We Ride. Yeah. That's very like. <laughs> that's awesome. It's very man of, uh, man of war too. Yeah. So this is it, and um, so there's no vocals, so there's no fucking, no, 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 um, yeah, yeah. there's no post, so you can just do the, uh... I mean, musical post. Social media. Yeah. I mean, the social media plugs have gotten shorter since we have an actual website. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but anyway, uh, that's the end of this episode of the Who Cares podcast. You can, uh, check us out on, uh, uh, where you can find all the bullshit that we do, and you can be updated, and you can find places to subscribe, and leave us messages about how much we suck and you know low star ratings all that fun stuff you can uh follow jackson at jackson or uh at uh jackson wzlx on twitter right did i fuck that up no, that was i'm trying to do it from memory jackson today jackson wzlx on twitter and then i'm on twitter at marz 85 but uh i don't use it as much but you can check me out at agent mark 85 on instagram because i like instagram i put pictures on it and all the podcasts i listen to they say to give you five stars and do a rating on apple iTunes. yes so and i'm saying do the opposite give us no that. stars and give to and leave comments saying that we suck on apple right, sure, and yeah. itunes and on Google Play. Exactly. Go on to all the social media. Go on to Apple, iTunes, or go on to fucking Google Play. And low stars and bad ratings. That's what we want. Tell us how much we suck. That was perfect. You stopped Yes, and then you ruin it by pointing out how on point it was. That'll be it for us today. High five. High five. Yay, we're white people.
Beat.